following sermon was delivered at the 1030 worship service at the United Methodist Church of Kent. Please enjoy. Come to me, Jesus says to us today. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, are you tired this morning? I don't mean sleepy. Notice that I didn't ask that question at the end of the sermon. I'm asking it here at the beginning instead. But are you tired? And by tired, I mean weary. Are you worn out? Are you, are you worn down? Are you feeling weighed down by some load that you've been struggling long and hard to carry? Maybe it's something personal you've been carrying around with you, some grief, some loss, some illness, some change connected to your own life or to the life of someone you know and love. Or maybe it's something more communal, the shared aches and pains of living as we are in an unjust and violent and untethered world. Come to me, Jesus says to us today, come to me and I will give you rest. The invitation for us begins simply enough, but generously. Jesus notices and Jesus names our condition. I have noticed what you've been going through, he says to us. I know that it hasn't been easy. What a gift that is. What a gracious example of, of empathy. What an exercise in true compassion that Jesus comes alongside us to be with us wherever we are, whatever we've been experiencing, to notice and to name. And then Jesus invites us into a different way. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble and you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. That's an interesting image that Jesus chooses today. A, a yoke, a tool used specifically with draft animals, with working animals, donkeys, horses, oxen, other animals that are trained specifically to carry, to pull heavy loads, heavy burdens. A yoke is used to tie two or more of these animals together to, to guide them and to keep them pulling in the same direction so that the weight is shared instead of being borne by any one of them alone. Following the invitation to come and find rest, this may seem to us a rather odd image for Jesus to choose. The image of a yoke, a, a tool for working animals. Jesus does not say to us here this morning or, or anywhere else that I'm aware of, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my hammock and this glass of lemonade, kick back and relax. No, instead he says to us, take my yoke and learn from me. And in that, in that we'll be given rest. Take my yoke, he says, and learn from me. Throughout the Gospels, and especially in this Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is portrayed over and over again as a great teacher. This, then, we might say, is his pedagogical method. Take my yoke upon you. This is how we learn from Jesus, by joining our lives 
to his life. The direction of Jesus' teaching is not information, we might say, but transformation. It's not about memorizing facts or figures or data points. It's about yoking our lives together to Jesus and then through Jesus to each other too. Jesus' way of teaching, the way that we learn from Jesus, is relational and not transactional. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. That is, don't just watch or admire what I do, do it with me. Don't just think nice thoughts about me, follow me. This is the aim of all of those spiritual practices at the foundation and core of our faith. All of it, all of our praying and our worshiping and our studying of the scriptures, all of our generosity and our service and our advocacy out in the public sphere, these things are not so that we will be smarter or better informed. They are to unite our lives completely with Christ's. And as we do so, to be sure, we will find that there is still plenty of work to do. For it isn't rest from the work, but it is rest in the work that Christ is offering us today. Rest in the work of of working with Jesus out in the neighborhood. Rest in the work of laboring with the Holy Spirit, laboring together as church toward a more just, a more peaceable, a more beloved world. My yoke is easy, Jesus says, and my burden is light. The invitation isn't for us to stop working entirely, to retire from our discipleship, to go take a nap. The invitation is to set down the work that we have been doing, the work that's been wearying us and wearing us down, so that we can pick up the work that is life-giving instead. Jesus' yoke still is a yoke, but it's easy. Jesus' burden still is a burden, but it's light. Well, how so, we might wonder, reasonably. As we recall some of his teaching, his parables, his instructions, they certainly can seem pretty hard and challenging. Just in the Sermon on the Mount, for example, that extended section of teaching earlier in this Gospel of Matthew, Jesus teaches us there to be vulnerable in the face of violence, teaches us to love our enemies and those who hurt us, to be willing to suffer for the sake of real lasting justice for all. None of that seems to me either easy or light. And yet it is because of where it begins. Jesus' work, this work that we are invited to share with Jesus begins, of course, in love. In the reality that we are loved, that we are worthy of love that we are enough through God's love, we are sufficient exactly the way that we are. We are made in God's image. We are made for goodness. We are then received and we are welcomed, we are affirmed and we are cherished without precondition and without exception, no strings attached. Before anything and after everything, both who we are and how we are, we are known by God and we are loved. That love, that reckless love of God is the substance then of Jesus' yoke. And it is radically different from the starting point for the yoke of our prevailing culture, from the many other yokes that we are constantly being given to wear. In our culture, in myriad ways, 
through marketing campaigns, through social media algorithms, through lots of other means too, we are constantly being bombarded, day in and day out, all day long, being bombarded with messages that we are not enough, that we are not quite enough the way that we are. That our worth depends not on our creation in God's image, but on our accomplishments, on our achievements, on our busyness, on what we can acquire and what we can consume. We are inherently deficient according to the yoke of our consumer culture. We are always lacking just one or maybe two or ten or a hundred things that will get us to where we really need to be. And so we keep on chasing. We keep on competing. We keep on consuming, searching always for satisfaction in more, in better, in new. Jesus points to this chase in the opening of today's gospel lesson. To what will I compare today's culture, he asks. It's like children, always dissatisfied, always wanting something different. We try a dancing tune, and you don't want to dance. We try a more somber song, but you don't like that either. John the baptizer came to you fasting, and you said he was demonic. Then I came to you feasting, and you called me a glutton and a drunk, always out partying with the wrong sort of people. This constant dissatisfaction which our consumer culture needs and depends on, is the work that wears us out. Always chasing, always competing, always consuming, always trying to earn our worth. That is a heavy, heavy yoke for us to wear. It is exhausting and it is depleting. And so Jesus invites us this morning to set down that yoke and to take on his instead. God's love isn't earned. God's love isn't achieved. God's love is freely given and freely received. Now, if we have been told something else about God's love or about our worth, if we have been told something else by our culture or, to be honest, by the church, if we have been taught, for example, that God's love is anything other than unconditional, if we have been taught that certain individuals or certain groups of folks somehow are less than worthy of love, well, then learning from Jesus might mean for us some unlearning. Adopting a daily practice, perhaps. Maybe even a moment-by-moment -moment practice of reminding ourselves and reminding each other that we are enough. We are sufficient. We are worthy of being loved. There is nothing we or anyone else can ever do to change that. And this isn't some power of positive thinking message. This isn't some feel-good humanism. This is an affirmation, a full-throated affirmation of the gospel. God's goodness, God's love. We are beloved exactly and entirely as we are. And then as we grow more courageous in that affirmation, as our hearts become more filled with God's love, as we take Jesus' yoke and, and unite our lives more fully with Christ's, then we become more and more able to extend that same unconditional love of God toward each other, our family members, our co-workers, our neighbors, even our enemies, toward all whom God presents to us day by day. God's love is easy. The burden of God's grace is light. So imagine what our lives can be as we wear that yoke of 
God's love. Imagine the clarity and the lightness of such a way of life. Living free from judging ourselves or judging others. Living unburdened by our heavy grudges. Free from needing to accomplish and achieve. Free from trying to earn love. Set free, liberated from the need always to try to keep up or to get ahead. Free from animosity and hatred, even hating those who harm or betray us. Free to love instead everyone always, without calculating whether they'll love us in return. Taking Jesus' yoke upon ourselves certainly doesn't mean that we just roll over and accept injustice. But it does mean that we respond with love. Love that transforms us and transforms the world. Love that surrounds us and lifts us up. Love that heals our wounds and restores our sanity, bringing us back to our truest selves. That's today's invitation, to leave behind what's been weighing us down, to let go of the harmful messages we've been hearing and telling, and to come back, to come back to who we are in Christ. Take off those old yokes, those lessons about your deficiency and whatever you've been told that you lack, and wear the yoke of God's love instead. There's still work to be done, of course, still God's love to be loosed in the world, but that is life-giving work, not life-depleting. For it's the work for which we've been made. And when we do it, we discover that we're never alone. For we are yoked to Christ and yoked to each other, all moving together, all working together, all pulling together in the same direction toward that new creation, that beloved community God intends. Come to me, Jesus says to us today. Come to me, God says to you. Walk with me and work with me and let yourself be held in the unforced rhythms of grace. Join your life with mine and in so doing, in so doing you will learn to live more fully. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God of love and God of life, we come to you this day from many different circumstances. For some of us, our hearts may be overflowing with joy and gratitude. For others of us, we may be feeling uncertain or anxious, barely even hanging on to hope and to faith. Holy One, meet us this day wherever we are and bind us to each other with your love. In the community of your love, may we rediscover our wholeness. Hear us now as we name before you the concerns that we carry in our hearts. And we pray to you for your healing presence to accompany Lee and Joyce. We pray for Enhike and his family as they transition toward a new stage of their ministry. We pray for the South Arlington United Methodist Church, the community they serve, and their pastor, Reverend Schultz. God of all time, we ask your blessing on our work and on our rest. We ask your blessing in jobs that feed us and in jobs that don't satisfy, in volunteer service and in routine daily tasks, in long hours of caregiving 
and in the hours we don't know how to fill. Come to us, O God, and help us to come to you. Show us again how to labor with you. Expand the circles of our concern. Teach us to care for siblings whose names we don't yet know. Teach us to care for the earth on whose gifts we all depend. Lead us more fully into life by your grace. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the United Methodist Church of Kent Sermon Podcast. For more information about the church, visit www.kentmethodist.com.